What is going on, everyone? My name is Jamon McKinney, or you can just call me Juice because that is my nickname. Okay, today I am laying out my official NFL playoff predictions, and I'm going to start things off in this episode with the NFC. I will tell you all the NFC teams that I have in the playoffs as of right now today. Um, I believe it's August 27th at the date right now, so honestly, I'm probably not going to change these predictions. These are pretty set in stone. I've done my research. Without further ado, let's get right to it. You guys can actually hold me to these playoff predictions. Now, before I actually get started, I want to note that I have done preview and prediction videos for all 32 NFL teams. I did a deep dive into every single NFL team, so be sure to check out that playlist on my YouTube channel. You can also find it on my podcasting platforms as well. You know, you just can, you know, go back and find the history of those episodes. You'll, you'll see deep dives of every team, but today we're just talking about the seven teams that will make it into the playoffs in 2020. Let's officially get started. The number one seed, in my opinion, this year is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers checking in at 12 wins, 4 losses. I believe they're a 12-4 and four football team. I believe they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC this year. Listen, this team last year won 7 games, turning the football over 41 times, and they were the most penalized team in the NFL. Tom Brady, to me, still has enough gas left in the tank. Tom Brady last year on a Patriots team that had very limited weapons, still threw over 4,000 yards, had 24 touchdown passes to only eight interceptions, you know. And listen, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team lacks attention to detail. Tom Brady is a detail-oriented quarterback. He's been a detail-oriented quarterback his entire life. He was a six-round pick. He's going to force Mike Evans to run crisper routes. He's going to force this team to take care of the football and to be a detail-oriented football team. Tom Brady's all about those details, and I truly believe you take on the personality of your quarterback. I believe Tom Brady's leadership, his accuracy, his decision-making, his football IQ will take this offense to even bigger heights than what they reached last season. I believe he's going to make this team a contender. Um, he's got Chris Godwin to throw to, who had a career year last year. Mike Evans, to me, is a top-five wide receiver. You've got Scott Miller. You've drafted a very good wide receiver named Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota that I felt was a steal. And let's keep in mind, the Buccaneers' defense has some real players, man. Shaq Barrett and JPP coming off the edge. Shaq Barrett last year had 19 and a half sacks. JPP had um, eight and a half sacks. You got Vita Vea. You got Ndamukong Sue, a very good defensive tackle duo. Levante David and Devin White are maybe arguably a top three linebacker duo in the NFL. Actually, not maybe. They are, in my opinion. They're fantastic. Tampa Bay improved their running back core. They improved their offensive line. They've got three really good tight ends. And listen, trust me, Bruce Arians will adjust his system to Tom Brady. You don't bring in Tom Brady to run your offense. You adjust, you adjust your system to Tom Brady. I still believe Tom Brady has the arm strength to make throws in the tight windows and push the ball down the field. I believe Tampa Bay's defense is very underrated. They have a relatively easy schedule after their bye week, which is which is in week 13. That's very key for an older aging quarterback. So, yeah, Tampa Bay, they're good for about 12 wins. Okay. Up next, I got to go with Seattle. Um, Seattle, to me, is an 11-5 football team this year. I believe they're going to be a the two seed in the NFC. I have them checking in, 
checking in at 11 wins and 5 losses. Russell Wilson, the best quarterback in all of football, not named Patrick Mahomes at the moment. He's never had a losing season. Pete Carroll is still a very good head coach, in my opinion. This team last year had the fourth best rushing attack in the NFL, led by Chris Carson. They have three really good running backs. That includes Chris Carson, like I said. DK Metcalf, I expect him to have a breakout season. I, I felt DK Metcalf had a very good rookie season. I expect him to take an even bigger leap this year. you got Tyler Lockett, who's a very underrated target. You know, Will Disley, um, Greg Olson is a very good, you know, tight end. So you've got Disley and Olson at tight end. You know, this linebacker duo on defense is nasty, led by Bobby Wagner, led by KJ Wright. You just drafted Jordan Brooks. The Seattle Seahawks have a top three secondary in all of football, led by Jamal Adams, who to me is by far the best safety in the NFL. You got Shaquille Griffin, you got Blair, you got Quandre Diggs in that secondary. I do think Seattle somewhat has a ceiling just because their offensive line at pass rush does worry me. But Seattle to me is an 11 to 5 football team. I believe they win their division. So, so far I have the NFC South. That winner is going to be the Buccaneers. And up next, you know, the NFC West is going to be the Seahawks. They'll win that division over San Francisco, in my opinion, who I do think will take a step back this year. All right, up next, I have the Green Bay Packers coming in coming in as the three seed at 11-5. I don't understand why people continue to act like Green Bay is not a good football team. According to Las Vegas, they don't even have them as slated as a top 10 team as far as Super Bowl odds, which is ridiculous to me. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback still to this day, in my opinion. He's a top five quarterback last year with very limited weapons and running an offense that was very new to him. He's still for, he's still through for over 4,000 yards, had 26 touchdown passes, four interceptions. He's in his second year in the Matt LaFleur system. And listen, Aaron Rodgers now has a chip on his shoulder due to the fact that the Packers drafted Jordan Love. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great season this year. He's got a star wide receiver in Devontae Adams. I expect Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez scantling to take a big step in the in year number two in the Matt LaFleur offense as well. So I think that Green Bay is good enough at wide receiver, but not to mention, Green Bay has three really good running backs, led by Aaron Jones, who had an excellent season last year. You've got A.J. Dillon, who's kind of your, a, he's, he's a very good change of pace running back. You know, um, a Aaron Jones provides the speed and the burst. Dillon is the bruiser, not to mention Jamal Williams is a very good pass-catching running back. Green Bay, has a very good secondary. You know, they have a well above average pass rush led by the Smith brothers, along with Kenny Clark in the middle. And listen, Green Bay was the fifth youngest team in the NFL last season. They overachieved. Now, I don't quite think they're going to win about 13 or 12 games this year, but I do think they're good for about 10 or 11 wins. I'm going with 11. I think Green Bay is a very solid football team. I don't trust Minnesota in that division. I don't quite trust Detroit, even though I do like their parts. And Chicago, they're a mess at quarterback. I disqualify them off of general principle. Up next, I have the Philadelphia Eagles coming in at 10 wins and six losses. They will be a 10 and 6 football team this upcoming season. Carson Wentz is an MVP level quarterback that last year threw for more touchdown passes than Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson. And he did not have Devontae Adams. He didn't have DeAndre Hawkins. He didn't have a Julio Jones. By the end of the year, Due to injuries and due to the fact that Carson Wentz's weapons at wide receiver overall are good, but not great. His best wide receiver at the end of the year last year was Greg Ward. Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in this division. I expect him to have a very good, solid year. You know, I think Doug Peterson is by far the best head coach in this division. 
I'm not sold on Dallas. I'm not sold on Mike McCarthy as a head coach. You know, now that he's going to not have Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre by his side, I don't trust Dak Prescott in big games. I don't trust Dallas' defense. Philadelphia is the most well-rounded team in the NFC East. I believe they win this division at 10-6. There are some holes on Philadelphia's roster, despite the fact that they added Darius Slay and Nikel Roby Coleman to the secondary, I'm not completely sold on that unit. I do think that they have a couple holes at middle linebacker, but a very good defensive front. Jim Schwartz is a very good defensive coordinator. You've got above average weapons, you know, at wide receiver when when that when that wide receiver core is healthy. You know, Deshaun Jackson's a burner. Alshon Jeffrey can still get it done. you got Dallas Goddard. you got Zach Ertz at tight end. You added Jalen Rager, who's going to provide speed to that offense. Jalen Rager should be a good pickup. And, yeah, Philadelphia is the only team in the NFC East that I trust. I do think that New York and Washington are both improving as football teams, but they're about a year or two away. So, yeah, I'm going to roll Philadelphia to win this division. They were the most injury-real team last season. And they still find a way to win this division. Up next, San Francisco 49ers. Now, I still have the 49ers in the playoffs coming in at 10 and 6. That's 10 wins, 6 losses for you. And I think the 49ers are still a very talented team that is very capable of actually getting back to the Super Bowl if things break their way and if Jimmy Garoppolo continues to progress as a quarterback. However, I'm going to trust Russell Wilson to win this division over the 49ers. In fact, I can make the argument that Russell Wilson should have won the division last year had it not been for a ton of injuries at the end of the season. That included injuries to pretty much all of his running backs. At the end of the year, Seattle was on very thin ice with their roster. They had to deal with a ton of injuries. Just some things didn't bounce their way, and some things did bounce the 49ers' way. But I think the 49ers are in for slight regression this year. I have them only winning 10 games. They won 13 games last year, so I have them them taking a three-game dip in the standings. Listen, San Francisco, San Francisco is very talented. Kyle Shanahan, very creative head coach. They've got very good running backs, a well-above-average offensive line led by Trent Williams, who to me is going to definitely bolster up the offensive line and really retool that unit, okay? I still think the defensive line led by Nick Boza and D. Ford is very good. The linebackers are solid. And Richard Sherman, he can still get it done. However, when we look at the last five Super Bowl losers, they have all regressed. Either they don't win their division or they regress in the standings. Look at the last five years, people. It has all been true. The last five Super Bowl losers have regressed from the previous season in which they got to the Super Bowl. So I think I still think that San Francisco is very talented, but they'll be in for a little bit of a regression this year, but still a very talented team that's in Super Bowl contention, in my opinion. Up next, the New Orleans Saints. I'm not convinced that Drew Brees is a great quarterback anymore. I still think that Drew Brees is a very good quarterback, but I don't think he's great at the moment. He's still very good. He used to be an elite quarterback. But I think Drew Brees has fallen off over the last couple of years, and we've seen over the last couple of years, late in the season, Drew Brees' arm at times looks dead, okay? And I don't think the Saints are a big play offense. You know, obviously you, you add Emmanuel Sanders – to a very solid wide receiver core with Michael Thomas, a top three wide receiver in all of football. That's great. Jared Cook's good, but the Saints, they're not a big play offense. They're an offense that relies on efficiency. And if Drew Brees has to make something out of nothing off schedule, if the pocket breaks, he gets into trouble. 
So I do think the Saints have a ceiling this year. And I think their schedule does not do them very many favors, especially late in the year. But this is still a very well above average football team that's going to win 10 games. Drew Brees, while he has lost some arm strength and he's not the same athlete that he once was, he's probably more accurate than ever. Meaning, if you have a wide receiver open across the middle of the field, Drew Brees, 99% of the time, is going to hit that wide receiver. He's a chain mover, but not a big play quarterback anymore. So, there is a ceiling with the Saints, you know, but look, listen, this is a very talented roster. Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, very good defensive line. Marshawn Lattimore is a star quarterback. So, the Saints, they're very talented. I just think they have a ceiling this season. Okay, last but not least, it's not the Dallas Cowboys that are going to be making the playoffs. It's not the Rams. And it's not even the Vikings. I believe that Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals are going to make it into the playoffs. I have the Cardinals coming in at 9-7 and seven this season. I believe in Kyler Murray. I've said in the past in, a, in, a, in previous episodes that I believe that one day he's going to project to be better than Lamar Jackson. I believe Kyler Murray has one of the five best arms in the NFL, when you combine accuracy, arm strength, the ability to change arm angles, throw off platform, deep ball, fade routes, you know, short intermediate passing, it doesn't matter. Kyler Murray can make every single throw in the book. He's an amazing athlete, and I believe Kyler Murray one day is going to be a top five quarterback. I believe in Kyler Murray. I believe that he will take a big leap this year throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, his new favorite target probably. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the is one of the three best wide receivers in all football. Christian Kirk is a very reliable slot receiver. You've got Larry Fitzgerald, who's still very reliable. Andy Isabella, I expect him to take a big leap this year. You add Josh Jones to the offensive line. And listen, last year, the Cardinals lost six games by one possession. Honestly, if they get a couple things to break their way last season, they could have won seven or eight games possibly. And listen, I expect the Arizona Cardinals to have a very improved defense this season, led by Chandler Jones, who over the last three seasons has a whopping 49 sacks. Jordan Phillips, they added him to the defensive line this offseason by signing him from the Bills. He had nine and a half sacks last season at the defensive tackle position. You drafted Lecky Foto from Utah, a very good defensive tackle. I believe Isaiah Simmons might win defensive rookie of the year. You added Devontae Campbell from the Atlanta Falcons, who had 129 tackles last season. Evan Weaver out of Cal, 181 tackles last season in college. He's a very good player. Devontae Campbell, at outside linebacker, had 14 sacks over the last two seasons. you got Buda Baker in the secondary, a very underrated safety that's very, very good that no one talks about. He just got a big-time contract extension. Patrick Peterson is still a top-ten cornerback in the NFL. Byron Murphy, a player that did struggle last year, but I expect Byron Murphy to be much better this year. And I don't know, man. I just have a great feeling that Kyler Murray is going to light the NFL on fire, very similar to how Carson Wentz, how Patrick Mahomes, and how Lamar Jackson took big-time leaps in year number two. Kyler Murray has the right head coach for him. He's running a scheme that he's comfortable in. He's a very talented player. And now... He's got a legit weapon in DeAndre Hopkins, a solid running back. I think that Kyler Murray is going to take that, take those things and run with it. I think the Arizona Cardinals sneak in barely to make the playoffs this year. And by the way, yes, the Dallas Cowboys are not making the playoffs. And yes, even if they sign Earl Thomas, they are still 
not making the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm not sold on them. You know, I don't believe Mike McCarthy. I don't think Dak Prescott is all that great as a quarterback. I think that he's a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. He lost every big game that he played in last year. I'm not sold on Dallas' defense at all. And listen, the Baltimore Ravens realize what is at stake this season. They realize they are maybe arguably the most talented team in the NFL. They realize they have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year, and they let Earl Thomas go. That tells me a couple things. Number one, it tells me that Earl Thomas is not as good as some common NFL NFL fans think he is. I still think Earl Thomas is very good, but he has declined a little bit. He's not the same coverage, you know, safety that he once was. Not quite the best tackler in the world these days. You know, he's still a good tackler, but he's never been the greatest tackler in the world. And listen, there's a reason the Baltimore Ravens let him go. He was a cancer to that locker room. So I don't care if you add Earl Thomas, Dallas. Nope, nope, you're not making the playoffs, okay? And the Rams, not quite sold on them. And the Vikings, not quite sold on them. Those are two teams that have questionable offensive lines. Jared Goff took a step back last year. Kirk Cousins had a good year, but now he's lost to Fon Diggs. I don't quite think Kirk Cousins can repeat the performance that he had last season. And Minnesota lost a lot of players on defense that were veteran players. So I think that Minnesota just misses out this year. Those are all the teams that I have in the playoffs in the NFC for the 2020 NFL season.